0: Nowadays, it's fairly easy to find answers to things. We all do this, I think. If we need to find something out, we just Google it. We kind of bring up our phone or we say, hey Siri, uh, give me directions to this place. Or we try and find out information very quickly. Everything's at our fingertips. And now even for more complicated information, we have ChatGPT. Um, I could have maybe done this homily with ChatGPT. Maybe it would have been better. But we have different kind of artificial intelligence that can do different things for us. So we are used to then kind of getting answers when we want them, kind of clear and straightforward answers as well that we expect from Wikipedia or from Google. Jesus, however, doesn't quite work like that in the way that he teaches. Jesus kind of in the way he teaches is a bit mysterious. He leaves things open-ended. And in the gospel today, we're kind of really at the heart of Jesus's teaching of parables that we find in Matthew's gospel. At this point in Matthew's Gospel, Jesus uses a variety of parables to discuss a mystery. So therefore, the kingdom of God is a mystery and you can't kind of answer it specifically or kind of very easily. It's something that's complex to understand. So Jesus then is describing what the kingdom of God is like and the kingdom of God kind of simply is God's reign here on earth, a world in which there's justice between people, peace between people, and also good relationships with God. And this kingdom of God begins here and goes to the eternity. But Jesus uses these parables to try to describe what this kingdom of God looks like here and now. And as I mentioned, these parables are kind of open-ended. They're wisdom sayings. There's something that you can't unpack immediately. And for different people, these parables could mean different things. And even for ourselves, they might speak to us differently at different places in our life. But i'd like to just suggest perhaps three mysteries that jesus is unlocking in the gospel today by means of three parables the parable of the weeds and the wheat the parable of the mustard seed and the parable of the yeast so let's begin then with the first mystery this is a mystery we can approach in different ways but it's a mystery basically that talks about the coexistence of good along with evil And when Jesus is using the parable of the weeds and the wheat today, he's speaking specifically about his church, his community, his followers. So the mystery really that we're struck with is this, how can it be that this church is founded by Jesus Christ? We believe it's divinely instituted, this church is from God, but at the same time, there's so much evil or problems as well within the church or with followers of Jesus Christ. And of course unfortunately tragically we're kind of presented with this on an almost daily basis situations of abuse historical issues that were terrible even problems that continue to this day and certainly we don't want to minimize these problems these difficulties we want to try to overcome them but at the same time jesus is teaching us a mystery that from the beginning ultimately there's this coexistence of good and evil among jesus's followers because free will is always there. Jesus offers an invitation to us to follow him, to love God, to love neighbor, but it's up to us to accept it. And we can see actually this playing out with Jesus' followers. Jesus chooses, of course, 12 apostles, and one of them, Judas, betrays him terribly. So in the gospel then, with this parable of the weeds and the wheat, Jesus ultimately, it seems, is trying to encourage us to try to make us realize that although it can be tragic at times, we should not expect a perfect church. We shouldn't expect a perfect community of believers of Christ. We should certainly work to make things as best as we possibly can. But because of free will, Jesus allows the good and the bad to coexist until the end. And ultimately, we see that at the end, Christ will sort things out. We can trust in Him. So this, then, is the first mystery that these parables talk about, the mystery of how it can be that Christ's followers, the Church, is supposed to be divinely instituted, and yet we see so many problems at times. The second mystery that the parables talk about in the Gospel today is how we, as individuals, who can seem so small and insignificant, can yet have an incredible impact, an incredible influence This truly is a difficult mystery to think about when we consider how many people there are in the world. I don't know, I think Canada just passed, what was it, 40 million, is that right? Some weeks ago, 40 million. We're kind of watching the countdown. You know, who are we? At St. Peter's Parish, maybe only 700, 800, 1,000, something like this. Who am I as an individual among these vast numbers of people in the world? And yet God tells us that we are precious. Each of us have gifts, each of us have talents our lives actually make an impact and the parable that perhaps speaks to this mystery in the gospel today is the parable of the mustard seed i think we've all seen a mustard seed slightly bigger than you know a few grains of sand and yet this mustard seed grows to be quite big to be the size of a tree so in the gospel then jesus talks about by means of this parable the way that small things small actions even can have an extraordinary influence I remember once watching an interview with Mother Teresa that was quite remarkable, I think, when I was seeing it. And it speaks very much to this mystery of small things having a great impact. And by this point, Mother Teresa was already quite famous for her works of charity, so people really found her to be quite remarkable. But she was talking about what she was doing and she was saying, you know, it's not that significant. It's really just a drop of water in the ocean. She kind of said this, just a drop of water in the ocean, but then she went on to say, well, if that drop wasn't there, the ocean would be one drop less that it needs there. So ultimately, she she was kind of downplaying the importance of what she did, but we saw as well that her actions created a kind of chain reaction, that her acts of love and kindness inspired other people to do the same. And we can think of kind of an analogy, again, to go back to technology, of things going viral, A viral video, for example, it can start very small, but can gain momentum when more and more people see it and are influenced by it. So Jesus, with this parable of the mustard seed, teaches us to have hope and courage that our actions really do matter. Acts of kindness to other people matter. They can cause chain reactions. They grow into something big. And if those acts are not there, as Mother Teresa says, the ocean or the sea would be one less drop of water that it should have so we matter we're significant even though we might seem small the final kind of mystery that jesus approaches in the parables is by means of this parable of the yeast and this parable approaches this mystery of how our faith can come to impact everything and jesus uses this mystery of the yeast which is of course yeast is is quite a remarkable thing you can barely see it but when it gets into the bread, it, of course, changes the bread entirely, causes it to rise. I remember once visiting um, a monastery. I was visiting my brother, who was in Australia at that time. And we visited a monastery kind of, in the, kind of in the bush, you would say, there. And we took a tour of the monastery. And they came to the bakery. These monks were really away from everything. So they had their own bakery, butcher, everything, their own farm. And they talked about there was a famous uh, monk who was living there, a brother, who would bake the bread each and every day. And he'd wake up very early. I can't even remember when it was, like 3 a.m. or something. And he would knead the dough and he'd add the yeast. And then they showed us there was this very interesting bench that had a hinge on it and there was a cover on the bench. And this, this monk, this brother, would put the dough into the bench, kind of like you can imagine like a large shelf there. So all the dough would go in there and then he would lie on that shelf to give the the bread and the yeast warmth that it needed to rise, but also he would have a nap. So the monk would be there having a nap, again, a couple hours catching up, but then eventually the dough would rise and he made it such that it was hinged and then you can imagine where he's sleeping, it's rising, rising, rising until it rolls him off and then it woke him up and he knew it was time to bake the bread. But we've all kind of experienced this, I think, right? Yeast has a remarkable influence starts so small and then yet spreads and impacts everything. And that really happens with us too. We can think, you know, I can only pray just a little bit every day, or maybe not even every day. I can come to mass, you know, just every Sunday. What impact can this have on my life? Well, we know that God's grace is like this yeast. It's like getting a heart transplant. Christ comes into our life and each and every action that might not seem very religious, our work, our business, our recreation, interacting with other people, is transformed by the love of Christ. So this mystery really that Christ talks about with the uh, parable of the yeast is how something, our faith, which might seem insignificant, can really change all our interactions with time. So in this Eucharist then, we should perhaps maybe take take a step back from Google or our desire to always wanna know things directly. We need to embrace, I think, with Jesus the mystery that's presented to us in parables, that this kingdom of God that Jesus came to bring about is truly here, it's truly present in our lives, in our world, but it's present in a mysterious way. And Jesus presents this mystery to us in a way that provides some answers, but ultimately is meant to give us hope that God is in charge, that God loves us, and he ultimately is helping us grow this kingdom in the world.